what a funny one could be telling people in real life that I'm a Fortnite content creator. <laughs> yes. I'm an adult woman. Like I'm a normal person. Yeah. I and it, it's just I quit my job to do this full time. I'm very I'm so lucky to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um I, in January. So right after I got my locker bundle, I I quit my job. And I really struggled the first few times I met new people in mm-hmm. real life and they asked me what my job was. I actually like the first time that happened, I it I just like couldn't say YouTuber. Yeah. I couldn't. So I said my old job. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm a liar and a fraud. <laughs> Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come on, share their stories, experiences, and advice. And today, I am super excited to have a fellow Canadian, Little Snail. Welcome. Hey, I'm so excited to be on with another Canadian. How are you? I am good. Happy Day Before Canada Day. Oh my gosh. Happy Day Before Canada Day to you as well. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So you're going to have some like ketchup chips tomorrow, some Big Turks, maybe some Harvey's. Oh, definitely ketchup <laughs> chips, maybe some poutine. My tradition for Canada Day is have a poutine. I probably have one poutine a year, and it's always on Canada Day, so nice. cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing I miss, living down in the States, the one thing I miss is here, we don't have chip wagons or chip trucks, and up up back home, really? it's just, yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. I think that's a very British thing that we have in Canada, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why. Yeah, America doesn't have it. I feel bad for them. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> All right. So what we do uh, on the pod is we start things off with three random questions, and we, uh, you know, then we go from there. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. So as a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh my gosh, I wanted to be everything. <laughs> I wanted to be. I literally did. Like if people in kindergarten, there is this like thing you could fill out, mm-hmm. and I wrote down twenty jobs. <laughs> So I wrote down, I want to be an artist and an author and a veterinarian. And I, I wanted to be a mountain climber, like really badly as a, per, as a like professional career, which isn't a thing. Yeah. I learned. <laughs> <laughs> and a teacher. And I wanted to be so many things. I didn't know about YouTube. YouTube wasn't a thing when I was uh, five years old. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> Not that I was aware of, at least. But um, yeah, so... I didn't end up being any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So next question. Favorite thing about where you live? Oh, it's Canada. <laughs> exactly. I One thing I love about Canada is there are so many lakes. Like there's apparently a million lakes Holy cow. in Canada. I know. And some of them aren't even named because there's just too many. Mm-hmm. So I've lived in a lot of different cities in Ontario and every city is pretty close to a beach. And I really like that. It's nice. just, yeah, there's just nature everywhere. The water is nice. It's yeah, great. Do you find that, you know, when Amer- you're talking to some Americans and you, you tell them you're in Canada, are they, they, do you ever, do they ever ask you like, you have beaches up there? And you know, sort of yes. that. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my gosh. And they, they think I've met so many Americans through gaming, mm-hmm. like way more than I ever have in my entire life before this. So many of them know nothing about Canada or they think that Canada is always snowy. Yes. And I'm like, it's, it's like 35 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Celsius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the uh, And the other thing, the Canadian thing that I just, it, it blows me away and we're dive, you know going off topic here. But so when we moved here from Canada down to the States, New England area, we had people over to our apartment and this was, you know, mid 90s. Uh, yeah, mid 90s. And it was our first bunch of Connecticut friends coming over from work and, and coming. They came into our house and they didn't take their, their shoes off. Oh, yeah. And this was like yeah. fall. And it's like my wife and I were like mortified, like, oh, my God. OK. And yeah, that is just, weird to me. Yep. Yeah. I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't get it either, but I respect it. Mm -hmm. Everyone I guess has their own culture, but I just, it's just crazy that you could like cross the border and suddenly there's a big thing like that. Like no one takes yep. their shoes off in their house. Yeah. It's yeah. I, you know, and I, you know, I have a theory that it's because when you watch any of the, you know, sitcom or TV shows, nobody takes their shoes off on those TV shows. So I don't, you know, maybe that's it. Oh I don't yeah. Know. So maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Third, third and final question of the rapid questions is best vacation you ever had. Well, my best vacation was my honeymoon Aww. with my husband, and we went to Barcelona. Oh, nice. Spain. It was amazing, and I really want to go back. Excellent. Cool. All right. Well, hey, welcome to the podcast, and first thing is, where does the name come from? <laughs> well, I like snails. They're cute, but the reason for my name is a little more sinister than that, so I I wanted to have a name that was super, super innocent and like defenseless and harmless. Okay. Be because I know that in video games, when you eliminate someone, it it says who eliminated you on screen. <laughs> so I wanted it. I wanted some like someone whose name was like a Fortnite God Sweat <laughs> to get eliminated by the littlest snail and be like, wow, I could. I am so bad that even the littlest snail. Who had, who's a snail could get me. That's brilliant. So it's I really, love it. a, it's a troll name. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also cute. <laughs> oh, excellent. All right. Yeah. So who was little snail before you found the go live button? Oh my gosh. I, that's such a good question. So I was graduated from university and I was working a professional job. Mm -hmm. I was, I was like a regular 20 something working her job, living her life, spending a lot of time with my cute little dog. <laughs> and then uh, COVID started. Oh. And I had not ever really, like, considered getting into shooter games at all. Like, mm -hmm. I liked gaming. I had a gaming PC for Skyrim. Yeah. And, like, in Stardew Valley and, like, little indie games. I loved playing story-based indie games. But I didn't really venture into multiplayer at all. Because I, I just didn't think I would like shooter games. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when I was younger, like as a little kid, I played games. But, but like, girls just didn't play shooter games. Yeah. It would have been crazy. It would have been so crazy. It would have been, like, funny to people if a, if a little girl played Call of Duty oh, or whatever. Oh, totally, so, yeah. Right? Um, which is unfortunate because now I compete against people who have literally been playing since they were two. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> That is just, I kind of wish I had started yep. as a kid so I could get some of that natural game sense. But uh, yeah, so COVID started, I'm working my job and it was, I was, I'm very extroverted and I really love talking to people at my job, but suddenly 
everything in Ontario got shut down. Like mm-hmm. everyone could not even go into work. So I was at home and I was I, the first day I was like, I can't do this. Like I need to be talking to random people <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> so my husband downloaded Fortnite as a joke. I mm-hmm. saw him playing it and talking and he was laughing so hard on the mic, talking to some random person. <laughs> and I was like, I'm doing that. And he was like, I don't think you're going to like it. I, we've never played a game like this before, but I did it. And I, instantly loved it oh wow loved, like literally instantly loved fortnite i loved the concept of like getting into a random match and like doing silly weird stuff yeah with your random teammates who you never have to see again like <laughs> memeing and like working together to eliminate the bots and yeah you know uh oh, and yeah so many funny things happened to me i played i played fortnite without ever without ever thinking about becoming a content creator for about six or seven months yeah and then I was just like, you know what? I know how to edit videos. Let's just do this for fun and see if anyone likes it. And they did like it. And awesome. then, yeah. And you, you mentioned hitting the live button. Mm-hmm. So I would say that streaming is like a side project to me. Content creation is mm-hmm. my main thing. So I ne- even when I had a YouTube, I started YouTube and then TikTok. And for a few months, I did that without streaming at all. And yeah. I never wanted to stream. I was like, I don't know if that's for me i really like the storytelling of content Mm -hmm. uh but then my community asked me to stream and i did and i liked it too so yeah excellent well actually that was going to be one of my questions was which came first youtube or the go uh, or the go live streaming aspect of it and that was it you're so your youtube was your first jump into it yes and i'm a little bit opposite probably to most Mm -hmm. people who you have on here and to a lot of a lot of fortnite content creators are streamers first content creators second yeah um that is so the opposite of me like i will always be content creator first yeah streamer oh. second <laughs> uh oh yeah i just i love editing and i love storytelling like that so excellent and now when did video games first start for you like you, you mentioned you played something when you were younger as a kid but when did the mm-hmm. whole pc aspect of gaming or did you start on a console i started on playstation um, and so, like, as a kid, I played, like, you know, Mario games, Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. Obsessed. I, <laughs> I could win the FNCS of Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, other little games, like, Ray, do, do you know Rayman? Rayman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an older on the game. Wii, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I think I played it on PlayStation, but, yeah, I'm sure it's on everything. I loved it. Oh, I would, That was, like, one of my first games where I was like, ooh. Am I a gamer? <laughs> but, but then, as an but then, like you know, I went to university and in in also in high school, I kind of stopped playing video games a little bit. Like social life really took over. Right. Um, I do remember in high school though, I had a boyfriend who was like really into Pokemon, so he forced me to play Pokemon, and I was like, oh, I kind of, I kind of like Pokemon. I can, <laughs> but, but yeah, and then I. You know, then I went to university and I yeah. didn't touch games for a long time. Oh wow! Until uh, yeah, until my my now husband introduced me to Skyrim a long time mm-hmm. ago. Ah. Um, eventually, we had to get me a gaming PC because <laughs> his Mac wasn't cutting it. Oh yeah. <laughs> nope. But yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah. So now, what made you you know start creating content for YouTube? What was it about Fortnite that you know, or like I think you mentioned you'd done so you've had some experience to editing. So were you making other YouTube content or before? 
I wasn't. I had, I just, you know, as a kid, I liked video editing. I yep. know that sounds like so random, but that was a hobby of mine. Mm -hmm. I, I would go, I never talk about this. So thank you for asking that. I would literally have my like little camera mm -hmm. and, and video funny stuff that was happening. Like I remember in grade six editing this like ridiculous stop motion video about fruits that had and like they all had i did this with my friends like you know like stupid stuff that you do yeah. with your friends and when you're a little kid and we had this whole, whole story with the uh, vegetables with googly eyes and <laughs> i can't believe i remember that and then like even in high school like i'd be hanging out with my friends and like we instead of taking pictures i would be videoing stuff and then i'd edit to it together with some whatever like cute popular song there was mm -hmm. and and i did that in university too a little bit um and then in my job I did some video editing as well. Yeah. So I was, I just like had the basics down. And I, when I was playing Fortnite, not thinking about being a content creator, I would meet kids who thought that I was popular, that they just heard a woman's vo uh, enthusiastic woman's voice on their team. And they'd be like, Oh, are you? Someone asked me if I was Chica once <laughs> or like there were other, there weren't that many girl content creators back. That was like early 2020 yeah um there's a lot now which is great which is really great to see but um yeah so i just started watching their content and i was like i could edit that and the stuff that's happening to them in random squads happens to me all the time and i could put my own unique perspective on it mm -hmm. and i just wanted to try it so yeah oh, cool. my first video my first video was um i had a, a friend who had a renegade raider and we went into random squads and tried to see who would get the more friend requests a girl <laughs> oh. just for being a girl mm -hmm. or a renegade raider for having the coolest and most rare skin ever and um i won i that, that would have been my bet more. too yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. i was scared i, I remember that oh. i was so scared i was gonna leave and when it comes to your your you know creating video so are you recording like a you know back then was it a full gameplay and then afterwards you'd review or th remember the funny highlights and then piece together a video from there well that is a really good question i back then i'd be like i'd probably go into a random squad and if something funny started to happen mm -hmm. then i would hit record yeah and then i would just edit it okay. afterwards um now I kind of do the same thing. Like sometimes I go into it with a plan, like, okay, I'm gonna, I used to do these videos, actually Canadian themed videos where I would go in and I would like ask American Fortnite players the easiest trivia questions about Canada. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, they didn't know. They thought that Canada was a state, uh -huh. a lot of them. And they have like, no idea who the prime minister is probably. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. They didn't even know the term prime minister. <laughs> Oh. One, I asked kids to name a Canadian city, and one kid said Texas. Yep, that's yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like nowadays, a lot of the time, I'm just in a random squad, and as someone's being funny, so I just like start clipping it, and then yeah, yeah. And now, so you have those types of videos, but also do you have videos where it's sort of like you, you know, sort of like, you know, what is your workflow from a concept to like and subscribe? Like, do you, you know, storyboard or write some ideas down and then approach a game or a, a you know, a map in a different way? Or is it just sort of just out there playing your style and, and just your personality and things come from there? The workflow can really change depending on the video. So that is a great question. Sometimes some of my videos are like, I do a lot of short content. So mm -hmm. every single day I post at least one short video. A lot of those 
so, well, some of them are just random moments from random squads. Yeah. And in that there's no scripting at all. Like, I know a lot of short form content creators script everything they do. Oh, wow. Most of my stuff, most of my stuff is just normal reactions to real conversations. And I think that's part of why I've done well, mm -hmm. um, because it is kind of harder to get those legitimate, genuine moments yeah. than scripting everything and having like an quote unquote actor <laughs> say the lines for you. Um, I do some some pre-planned videos um but they're not like fake scripted conversations yeah. they're like me saying a lot of Fortnite players are confused about the little sticky boy skin like or videos where i'll say jokes about Fortnite skins like yeah. that kind of thing and then some of those i do have to like write out a script and then and then record the voice lines and then i'll go into replays in Fortnite and capture the animations yeah. and then you know put it all together and then put the captions oh cool it's a classic classic workflow for me yeah Oh, all right. Play. When did you realize thumbnails were important? Or did you know out of the gates, hey, I need to have good thumbnails? Or was it just something you, you sort of learned <laughs> along the way? Like for YouTube, like long form YouTube video Yeah, thumbnails? for long form yeah. stuff. Yeah. I knew that I had to have good thumbnails, but I didn't have good thumbnails <laughs> until, <laughs> until I, um, I started working with a thumbnail designer. Yeah. And he's the best. And I just love him. And he, his name is Jokar. Um, a joker is his name on, on okay Twitter. and he he's so good so some of what he does is he'll do like 3d custom 3d renders of my fortnite skin mm -hmm. doing something that you could never get the skin to do in game oh nice um yeah so i mean over time and working with him have learned i've learned a lot about how thumbnails need to be and it's so important like you could have the best fortnite video in the world and if it doesn't have a good title and thumbnail it's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to click on it. Yeah. I had um, um, yeah. Nikki Brave edit on, and then he was explaining to me why thumbnails were so important. I was like, oh my God. It's, you know, because it's, it's sort of like, you know, you go shopping in the beer store, and the flashy can is the one that's going to, you know, catch your eye, yeah. just like a, a thumbnail. Or like, in, you know, back in my day, it was like, you know, album covers or cassette covers. Like, oh, that's really yeah. cool. That, that band must be really cool. And you buy it. And it's, no, not really. But that you yeah. know, it cover grabbed you. I think of it as book covers. Mm -hmm. um, like, I liked reading a lot. And if you're walking through a bookstore, you know, there's a phrase you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, mm -hmm. but you actually should because, yeah. <laughs> a little bit because the covers are designed to show you exactly what the book is going to be mm -hmm. like from like a instantaneous glance. And, th and thumbnails can do that too. Like you see the emotion on the face, you maybe there's a couple words on there and those words should be like very impactful and mm -hmm. even the colors like i try to make my thumbnails extremely bright like very bright blue and green in the background to show mm -hmm. them that like it's going to be a happy fun bright vibe but then i did a, i did a horror app reaction so i like played a very scary map and that thumbnail is very dark oh, okay and it, it's ominous looking and you can tell right away oh this is going to be different yeah than her videos oh, okay um, yeah. Very cool. And now what, you know, since you started down to YouTube, the content creation standpoint, not so much the live aspect, what's sort of been the sort of the toughest things about, you know, being the, you know, a creator specifically, I guess, you know, also, cause you're, a lot of your stuff is mainly Fortnite as well, right? What's the toughest part of being a Fortnite content creator? Yeah. Hmm. Oh my gosh. There's so many challenges. One of one of them could what a funny one could be telling people in real life 
that I'm a Fortnite content creator. <laughs> yes. I'm an adult woman. Like, I'm a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and it, it's just, I quit my job to do this full time. I'm very, I'm so lucky to be able to do this mm-hmm. um, in January. So right after I got my locker bundle, I, I quit my job. And I really struggled the first few times I met new people in mm-hmm. real life. And they asked me what my job was. I actually like the first time that happened, I it I just like couldn't say YouTuber. Yeah. I couldn't. So I said my old job. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm a liar. I'm a fraud. <laughs> but now I now I do tell them it. I mean, there's always like safety concerns a little bit, you yes. know, like um, and and people are very hesitant to accept that like someone could make it. Mm-hmm. in content creation it seems like like if you've never met a content creator in real life like you you would be like this is my first content creator <laughs> yeah and i don't know I, I i actually have really enjoyed the conversations i've had with people in real life about this because they have really interesting questions mm-hmm. and i love talking about like the behind the scenes stuff um the and i don't really you don't really get to talk about the ins and outs of your day to day on a yeah. regular basis because uh, you're mostly talking about Fortnite and and uh, bopping around. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, oh. it, it is. It is. Um. I, it's. I guess I don't know if that's a good answer to that question. But no, that's. that's... I, I ch- yeah. It. A challenge, I guess, is just like wondering if people will think it's super weird. Yeah. That, I play Fortnite and <laughs> I made a job out of it. Right. Well, it's funny. I had um, a, a fellow Canadian content creator from the Tarkov space, Deadly Slob on, and he's from a small little town in PEI where everybody oh. in town knows what he does. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, oh yeah, you, you do that video game thing. And, it, you know, he, <laughs> sometimes he'll be in town and some of the kids on the bicycles will like recognize him as like, oh, Aww. Okay. <laughs> so, Aww. yes. I, I got recognized in real life before i even did a face reveal oh, wow. because of my voice because i've had i've had a lot of videos that are like truly wide-reaching and viral and mm-hmm. they all have my voice in it so a kid literally pointed at me in real life and said it's the littlest snail oh my god and i hadn't ever done a face reveal, so i was like oh my gosh is this kid about to do my face reveal oh shoot <laughs> so i just <laughs> said no it's not i don't know who that is <laughs> <Yeah>. bye <laughs> But I'll never forget that. It was so funny. Now, <laughs> being a full-time content creator, when did you get to the point where you knew you could take this full-time? Or was it just a gradual increase of, you know, you just all the videos kept doing well and just a gradual point where it's like, yep, I got this. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if there's ever, like, a really easy time for any content creator mm-hmm. for that question. Like, it's always scary. I... I for me, I probably could have quit my job earlier, mm-hmm. um, but I was really scared. Like, be- content creation is not stable. It it can be, but yeah. it it's not like you're locked in on a contract right. for being a YouTuber. You know, like or, or like TikTok. When TikTok was when they were talking about banning TikTok, I, oh, that was that was very scary for me because that's where I have. 800,000 plus people that's where most of my followers are yeah and I I, that was scary and that was actually right after I'd quit my job so oh my god (laughs) but it didn't happen and I think I would have been okay anyway because I have YouTube as well yes but 
the the point for me was when I realized that I was making more money from content creation than I was from my job. Yeah. That I have a, a professional degree in. So mm-hmm. I was and I was like, I like my job. I my job was something that like people really respect and I felt like I was making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Um and I had to really wrap my mind around letting go of that part of my identity and taking on Fortnite creator. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really do think that content creators, especially ones who are focusing on making people happy and, and showcasing good moments, mm-hmm. um, are making the world a better place too. And I had to kind of get myself to a place where I was like, I might be doing more as a content creator because I'm reaching millions of people every week yeah. than I am in my my job where it wasn't... I wasn't reaching millions of people every right. week. <laughs> um, and I have so much respect for people who are in careers. I don't say exactly what my career was, mm-hmm. but who, any career where you're, where you are working to make the world a better place at all, like so much respect for that. And there may come a time in my life where I'm like, I want to do that again. And I might, so I'm not writing that off. And I'm not even saying that content creator is better than that at all. I just, you know, just, you know, it's fun to try something new. Yeah. Um, and it makes you happy that's the most important thing yeah exactly that and that's the thing is like any job is is a job Mm -hmm. um and it's it's kind of exciting to work for yourself it's it's scary yes um (laughs) and it took an adjustment and actually the first month i literally was working like 12 hour days on snail like every single day of the week because I was like so hopped up on adrenaline, I guess, from yep. quitting my job that I was, and there was, there's limitless things to do. Like I could constantly be making new videos. I could post three videos a day Yep. instead of one, but that wouldn't be good No. for my, my life. <laughs> no, it would not. You know? Definitely. Yeah. What was like when that first video hit? Like you had a video that just mm. explode. Well, you're like, oh my mm. God, X amount of people watch this video. Oh my gosh. I, okay. So I have now gone viral so many times that I, because it's my job to go viral. That's not a flex. That's just like, that's my normal day to day now. But thinking back to the first time that I went semi viral, that was like way more exciting than when I, if I went viral today, I'd be like, Oh, that's good. But like back then I was like, I had no followers and I had this one video pop off just a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't even consider this viral now, but like back then I had no followers. This video got 75,000 views in one day. Um, Unfortunately the video, okay. The video was about me playing with a squad of girls. It was just girl squad. It was just Mm -hmm. like really cute and girly. The video went viral because it was getting a lot of hate comments. Oh. Um, because yeah, you can imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Fortnite kids were like, yeah, they're gonna. They actually, I remember one comment because it, it was kind of funny, but it's so evil. I, in the video, I said, "Where are we dropping, girls?" Because everyone says, "Where are we dropping, boys?" Yeah. So I said, "Where are we dropping, girls?" And someone said, "They're dropping in the kitchen." Oh. <laughs> Oh, that was clever, but like so misogynist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I I know that he's probably that whoever made that. If you're listening, I know you were probably twelve <laughs> when he made that comment, <laughs> and I forgive you. It's okay. You didn't know any better. But like, hopefully, he's different now. But yeah, yeah so many comments drove the video to go viral, and oh, a lot wow. of my viral videos 
um, are really boosted by hate comments. Yeah. So TikTokers always talk about how you need the hate comments. Like nothing's going crazy if there's not at least a few negative yeah. comments. Um, oh, so yeah, that was my that was my first taste of it, and I I'm so lucky that that happened actually because um, that video took me in my first that was less than a month after I started, and it took me from zero to ten thousand followers and i think the first ten thousand followers are generally very difficult Mm -hmm. like those are probably the hardest ones to get yeah because no one knows you you have no credibility if people are more hesitant to follow someone who has no followers yeah um so i'm like very thankful for that oh wow um then like very shortly after that i went extremely viral with um a kid in my game said, shut show, pasty, chicken bone, Google Chrome, no home. He just had this, like, whole rhyme, and he said it so well. Yeah. Um, and it has, like, literally hundreds of millions of views. Oh, um, my Lord. But most of those views were from people who reposted it yeah. and didn't credit me. But I still got I still gained a lot from that. And then a year later, I went again. Um, this is probably my big break was in 2021. I, I did um, some skin troll videos where... Mm-hmm. I said everything wrong about uh, the first one was Naruto. I, I called him Naruto <laughs> instead of Naruto, and uh, oh, I called God. him the little little boy cartoon skin. And that video <laughs> has twenty five thousand hate comments on it because. Oh my lord! But I did it. I did it knowing that I had learned that hate comments yep. are important. You're so, gonna fire up yeah. those trolls. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. And the trolls were working for me. And that's yep. the secret to TikTok. Oh Harness the trolls, God. everyone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, actually, so oh that, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, speaking of TikTok, you know, what, you know, after you're making your sort of your long form uh, content, what made you jump into TikTok? Was it just it was another Ooh. path for you to, you know, spread your content? I never talk about this either. You're just killing it with the question uh, <laughs> i i did not care about short form at when i started and i like that sounds so weird to say now because short form is definitely my main thing and mm-hmm. i love short form i'm obsessed with short form now it's so fun it's a challenge to create a cohesive story with a beginning middle and end in less than a minute yeah um and that's what kids like that's what like your average viewer wants anyway now um but i really loved long form youtube videos at the time um, and I was talking to someone in real life, this like 20 year old guy from work. And I mentioned to him that I was trying to be a Fortnite YouTuber. And he was like, oh, you should post your clips on TikTok. And I was like, no, <laughs> there's literally <laughs> no way that anyone is watching Fortnite on TikTok. And he said, I watched three Fortnite TikTok videos before coming in today. And I was like, there's no way. And then I looked into it and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a booming Fortnite scene on TikTok. Oh, Never wow. would have guessed. Yeah. Never, ever would have guessed. So thankfully he he really encouraged me to do it. This random, <laughs> random 20 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what he's doing with his life now, but he really helped me out with that advice. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah. And, that, and then I instantly got 10,000 followers after starting TikTok. So thanks to him. I owe him all my success. (laughs) I forget his name. (laughs) What's been the highlight from, let's go for long form content first before jumping over the short form. What's been the highlight from, you know, since jumping into the YouTube aspect of things? For long form? Yeah. What's been the highlight? Um, I, 
had, I mean, okay, so I've, I've been making like one long form video a week for, oh, that's the goal. Sometimes it's a one every two weeks. Sometimes it's two a week yeah. um, since 2020, since the end of 2020, when I started my channel and it's definitely harder to get views on those long forms, but like every once in a while, one will pop off a little bit. Like I have one called every kid in Fortnite was being toxic. Um, that's where the shut your pasty chicken bone clip yeah. came from. So it, it's done pretty well. <laughs> um, but I guess it was just the thought that like that many people are taking the time to like sit down and watch a 10 minute long video that mm -hmm. I edited. That makes me really happy like that. Even if so, like, let's say a long form video got 50,000 views. I'd be happier about that than if it got a, a short form got 5 million views. Like yeah. I'd rather the long form that just every view means so much more mm -hmm. on, on long form. Okay. Um, and then I, I have worked with editors before. Um, and I probably over half of the videos on my channel, I edited though, the long form ones. So like, just like thinking that I, I like know editing enough or know this, the flow enough yep. to make some good videos. Um, that's a highlight. That yeah. makes me happy. Nice. Yeah. And actually, that's something I, I, you know, I talk to a lot of the content creators who started streaming. One of their biggest regrets often is not jumping into the YouTube side of things for earlier. Yeah. And then if they are, that other regret is not getting an editor. But finding yeah. an editor that is along your style and everything like that, yeah. that's not an easy thing to do. It's such a process. And I have worked with some amazing editors. Um, I've had some friends edit for me, like people who I knew not as editors, but as like gamers yeah. that I game with and got to know. So those I've had worked with two of them and they're incredible editors. I really love them as people, um, but they have real jobs, mm -hmm. <laughs> so they can't edit all my <laughs> videos, you know, <laughs> but like the videos that they did for me are insanely good because they know me, they know my humor. Yeah. Um, it is, it is really hard to find that. And yeah, it's, it's a challenge. Like, I don't yeah. know. People ask me all the time, my streamer friends, I have a lot of streamer friends who are just getting into content creation now who ask me questions all the time. And I don't know what to tell them when they say, how do you find an editor? Because it's hard. Yep. It is really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if you have one, if you're listening and you have a good editor, you better treasure them. <laughs> yes, tell indeed. Them right, send them a message right now and yep. tell them that you love them and that they're doing great. Excellent. Yep, absolutely. And now something you touched on earlier that I was going to ask you about is when you go to make your long form content, you mentioned you aim for, you know, your 10 minute videos. Is that sort of your goal is to hit that? Is that your sweet spot for videos is sort of like mm -hmm. in that 10 minute range? Yeah, I, I mean, I am always aiming for exactly eight minutes. Yeah. But if the video can't be stretched to eight minutes, then I will stop it whenever is needed. Like over everything else is just like the watchability yeah. because we want to have people watching the full video no matter what even if the video is only three minutes it's better to have a hundred percent retention rate on the video than uh, okay if it was eight minutes and people stopped at three minutes it would be horrible yeah um yeah 10 minutes is great like if you can keep someone watching for that long that's amazing. Yep. Because I'm telling you right now, you're not getting my daughter and all of her 13-year-old friends to watch anything <laughs> yeah. past a minute. I see her swiping. It's just, it's I the, know. Yeah. It, it has to be something really special to hold them for that long. 
And that is a huge challenge. That's something a, a lot of long-form content creators who I know have complained about recently is that, like, everyone only wants short-form. So, so I know a lot of, like, established long-form people who are learning short-form now. Yeah. And it seems to be the way. But um, it's not that long-form's not over yet. Like, people are still getting lots of views on long-form. It's just harder. Yes. It's, just, it's way harder to get them. Yep. to click on it yeah yep and and people's attention spans are not you know yes <laughs> it's, it's a different yeah. world yeah it is it really is but that's why i love short form like yep. short form is a good uh solution to that yeah for the for a while there uh you know a lot of the creators have like i mentioned before been on they they are using their short form to drive people to their live streaming channel oh, they're not really focused what? on building the short form audience yeah yeah i've noticed that too that was a big trend that i noticed in like all during 2022 so many fortnite streamers started tiktok for the first time and it actually really changed the climate for for tiktoks yeah. for fortnite tiktok so so some of us so i was like definitely like deep within the fortnite tiktok creator community like i knew like almost every Fortnite TikToker at the time and everyone freaked out when this like wave of streamers came and and started to like creep up on the Fortnite TikTok viewership. Yeah. Um now I didn't panic I mean you everyone panicked a little bit because like now we're sharing our views right. with like tons more people. But instead of just complaining about it, I was like, okay, I need to alter my content a little bit so that it fits in with what is now expected mm -hmm. and and so i did that and and things were fine yeah. um and i'm happy to share we're all we're all happy to have them yeah <laughs> Excellent. yeah but it, it's it's interesting how fast things can change um and i totally recommend that any streamer try tiktok um yeah. and really think about the clips that you're posting and make sure they're like worthy of of tiktok um <laughs> and like worthy of their own own video but like that is such a great way to grow it's so smart yeah and now something when so i've seen on your twitch twitch streams there's the potato on your youtube <laughs> live stream there's you with the big you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to call it and i don't want to say it as like yeah you with the big mouth but that's you know yeah no no that's what it is yeah <laughs> i don't want to call it either yeah um now did like, that did that come yeah. from the live streaming aspect or was that a part of your when you started creating your YouTube content, your long form content, that was just, yeah, I'm gonna do this potato thing or have this big mouth thing. So that was okay. So I was faceless for a long time. And saying that I was faceless is like, that sounds weird, because I have a face. <laughs> <laughs> but to everyone online, I had no face. I was faceless. I was mysterious. And uh until until recently that was not that unusual there were so many faceless tiktok creators like people who never ever shared anything personal about themselves mm -hmm. they just were funny and entertaining and they knew how to make good videos um but i decided i was like you know what i want to be more like like a classic youtuber who makes their personality the forefront and i think to do that people need to feel more connected to me so i decided that once I hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, I would do a face reveal. Oh, wow. Um, but but before that, I realized I was going to get a locker bundle before I hit 100,000 on YouTube. So I, was, I had to do like a half face reveal with the potato. Yeah. 
<laughs> so the potato really added a lot to my streams um, because you can see my eyes and my mouth mm -hmm. in the potato. Plus, it's it's funny, it's silly, it's different. Yeah. At that point, like there's a lot of uh, Fortnite girls who are streamers, and um, if everyone was doing potato, then it wouldn't then it wouldn't be funny, right? <laughs> but I wanted something to like set myself apart, and like I, my audience is is younger, so anything silly and random mm -hmm. is is great for that. Um, and you can see emotions very clearly on the potato. Yep. Like, because you can only see the eyes and the mouth, it's like, it is clear what the potato is feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I wanted to make sure that people could see my eyes and my mouth when I was reacting to getting the locker bundle. So yeah. um, it was important to do that. But then I hit 100,000 and I did my face reveal video. So I shared photos of myself. I changed my profile picture to pictures of my face. Mm -hmm. And I started using the other filter that makes my eyes super big and my mouth super big. But you can see my face even like my room and my shoulders and everything right. like um, and my hair. But yeah, it just makes my eyes big and my mouth big. And the reason why I like that filter for my YouTube videos is, again, because it exaggerates my reactions. Yeah. So this is nothing I've shared before, but I just, I feel like it's, it's kind of, I like it because it, it still gives me a little bit of like anonymity. Mm -hmm. Like, no, some people might, might know, but like most people who see me in real life would not be able to put together, if they knew Snail, they wouldn't put, be able to put it together right. to me because I'm always wearing a filter, but, um, but it's also just funny. If yeah. people see that effect and they know that it's Snail, um, and you can see my emotions when I'm screaming in a horror map video. Yeah. <laughs> really clearly. Well, I, I think it's fantastic because, you know, the exaggeration of the smile and the eyes just, it's so welcoming and so, so friendly. And it's just, it's, Aww, you don't get you. that from just a normal face cam. And it's just like, if, you know, cause your, your community, your stream, it's all very positive, a very good vibe. And it, it comes across more by having that, you know, the, the exaggerated smile. That is so nice. I'm, you get it. Thank you so much for saying <laughs> that. That's, that was definitely a thought behind it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if there's a lot of positive emotions, they're being exaggerated by the smile. Yeah. The huge smile, too. Yeah. And now, you know, since you you know started this path of content creation, what has been a high moment for you? Is, is it build the community you've built or, you know, just being able to do this for a living every day? I mean, I feel like I have, like, really high moments every single day with, like, the people in my community. My community is so strong. Um, the, I think it's because I do weekly customs live. Yeah. So people in my community can come and we all play together. And like, sometimes there's 200 people queuing up, which and then 100 people get into oh my, my game. Oh, my God. But 100 people get into their own game, and those people are still connecting with each mm -hmm. other. Like, they are... They're getting to know their random teammates who are all there because they're in the same community. And I just love that so much. Yeah. Like customs is so cool that Fortnite lets us do that. Um, and like the, I get messages from from kids like so cute. And I, I just can't believe it. Like I'm such a normal person. When I read a message from someone who's like, you're my favorite. <laughs> I watch you every day before school. I just can't believe oh, wow. that. I feel like they're all lying. <laughs> I know they're not. I just, I just, it's really hard to accept yeah. that amount of kindness from, mm -hmm. from random people. So that is like every single day I'm being surprised by those. It just, I just can't believe it. It just yeah. feels too good to be true. 
but if I had to say one moment, it would definitely be my getting a locker bundle. So yeah. I was um, given a locker bundle in the game, which means that like for a few days, everyone who logged into Fortnite could see the littlest snail in the item shop and they could purchase my main skin and my snail backling. And Fortnite was so nice to I have there's a snail emoji in the game and it was like an exclusive item that you could never get again. But they decided that they could put it in my locker bundle and it was the first time they've ever done that for oh, someone. Wow. So that was so special. And when I when I logged in, I was live streaming my reaction to it mm-hmm. and I cried. Like the I the, I saw it. I knew that it was going to be emotional, yeah. but I thought it would just be like, I was like, I have to be like super high energy. I'm going to be like smiling and happy, but I couldn't. I, I like saw it and I literally started crying <laughs> instantly. I couldn't believe, I just never thought, I didn't think that it was going to be real yeah. until I saw it. Uh, um, that was like the highest moment. Like I, Nothing can beat that. I yeah. feel like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, even though you had the potato you could still tell that you know <laughs> your eyes are watering. It was yeah, it was a yeah. it was a cute video. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> Excellent. Oh, and now one aspect of you know you've sort of approached this sort of a like you said you start with the content creation of YouTube and whatnot, which is nice because if you went the other path for streaming and you know having to rely on the streaming aspect, now you need to be on every day. You need to you know have a regular regular schedule for streaming versus. You can approach a YouTube video when you have that energy, when you're ready for it. Yeah. Oh, that's a huge thing that there is a lot more flexibility in content creation. There are still times where like, you know, if you're having an off day or maybe something mm-hmm. like that happened in real life and I have to record some voice lines. Yeah. That's like a rare thing, but it's so much easier to do that than to be live for. I know people who are live for like seven, eight hours a day, like a normal work day yeah. amount. I, that could not be me. Oh, I, I that I, yeah. I just like respect those people so much. Yeah. That, oh man. And then trying to do content creation on top of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. They are. Yeah. They are working hard. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because once you hit yeah. that go live button. Nobody wants to somebody. Nobody wants to see somebody who's miserable or just not happy. Yeah. You've got to be on, and then now you're yeah. on. And the other aspect of it that really, you know, I've, I've, I have so much respect for is, you're, you know, you're doing this. Maybe you're doing five days a week, eight hours a day, and if you're not doing it with the community or, or playing games with friends, and you're just sort of that solo streamer, you're missing that human to human contact. It's really just you talking, and now you're consuming your your community by reading it, but not back and forth, mm-hmm. and that has to have an effect yeah. too. Oh my gosh, definitely. And I think that's why so many streamers or the full-time streamer crew, I think they play with each other so yeah. often on stream. And I have i don't even stream that much, but I've been like lucky to get adopted into that a little bit and mm-hmm. play with some of them on stream. Um, and I love them so much, but um, I understand why they do that. Yeah, It makes so much that you need, especially because a lot of streamers are probably pretty extroverted. Yes. Like get their energy from other people. Um, and chat, we love chat. Our chat is like a human entity, mm-hmm. but like there's a disconnect. Yes. There's a like, yeah. Yeah. We can't hear their voice. Yeah. <laughs> and now the other piece of it that I've, you know, had with the other creators that have been on, ones that have been focused on YouTube first, live streaming secondaries, because they've established themselves at YouTube, their Twitch is almost sort of like their, you know, sort of, um, you know, their, their downtime where they can hang with the community and it's the pressure sort of off 
a little bit that, yeah, let's mm -hmm. have some fun. And you don't have to worry about the, like, you know, that just live aspect is where you need to generate your money. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's exactly me. I, yeah. When I stream, I, I always tell people like, I do not try to make money off of streaming. It's just for fun. Yeah. It's just like get the community more engaged. <clears throat> um, and I think it would be so stressful to be trying to like get those sub numbers up. Mm -hmm. But I, I respect the grind of the people who do that or do subathons. Yeah. That, um, yeah, I, I am really lucky to be in a position where I don't have to make my money off the backs of my viewers. Yeah. Um, like them consuming my content is more than enough. Yeah. Um, like the getting high views, that's really helpful. Um, it helps me get sponsorships and, and brand deals and promo posts. Um, so I am really happy to be in that position that I can just stream for fun. And mm -hmm. I have a I have a Twitch. I actually stream mostly on YouTube and TikTok because that's where I have more of an audience. But yeah. very recently I started a, just like dabbling in Twitch and I it is it is nice. I don't worry about the view number at all when I'm on Twitch. Like sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's just like I I look at the number I'm like, "Oh, this would be 10 times that if I was on yeah. maybe not 10. That would be like way higher if I was on YouTube." But um, it's more of just a chill, like mm -hmm. secondary project compared to a streamer. If it was their main thing on Twitch and yeah. they saw 50 viewers, they would be like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And then the other um, aspect yeah. of that live streaming aspect is, you know, times of year changes your viewership too. Summer people are more out than, yes. you know, it's all of those different things that have an effect impact yeah. on, on the live streaming aspect of things. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially like, I remember during COVID, like the first lockdown, Ontario was locked down forever, so I don't know the lockdown dates for mm -hmm. the states, but the lockdowns in Ontario, there were so many people who were watching streamers. Like, there was, it, and so many new streamers who were blowing up yep. because they had time to stream. People had time to watch. And I do remember streamers complaining, or not even complaining, but just like noting that views were down once everything opened up again. Mm -hmm. People flooded outside and they were like, yeah. finally, we can go on trips. Finally we can hang out again. Um, and they spent less time with their online friends and their online community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is another thing that's, that's very fickle. Like sitting down to watch a stream for seven hours is so much more of a commitment than swiping through TikTok. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And now what made you hit that go live button? Not to, you know, was it just your, your community and feedback from people who are consuming your videos as like, Hey, we want to see more of you. Was that the, the drive? So, okay, so in Fortnite, you can get a support a creator code, and that, like, makes you have a, a few other perks. And to get that code, you have to hit a, a thousand followers on something that's not TikTok. Okay. So I hit, so I, like, I did not ever plan to be a streamer, but once I got the support a creator code, every, I had already built a community, and I had a Discord, and everyone in Discord was like, you can do customs now. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and you can use your your code, you have the power to create custom lobbies. So I was like, you know what, let's just try it out. Yeah. The people requested it. And um, so yeah, so I, when I started like really, really early, like I think I was two months or three months into content creation, I I was like, I'm gonna do I, uh, Valentine's Day duos fashion show. So I, I promoted it on, on TikTok and that video went crazy. I ended up having like 300 viewers 
on oh, one wow. of my first ever streams on YouTube because I was not prepared for it. Like I, I was so new to everything mm -hmm. at that time. Um, but it was it was fun and it was crazy to like see that so early. That was also during COVID too. So yeah, like, people okay. were looking for something to do at home. Um, but yeah, I guess the answer is like I people asked me to do it because they wanted customs. Mm -hmm. They just wanted something different to do in Fortnite. And that's why I still do them. Yeah. Yeah. And now what was your experience? All of a sudden now you had people coming in and interacting with you. It's like, you know, because that's that's a weird thing to get used to as well. Yeah, it is still weird. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like I'm streaming the other day. I and this doesn't happen every time I stream, but like earlier this week I was streaming customs and I dual streamed on TikTok and YouTube. And between the two, I had over a thousand people. Oh, wow. Um, like the TikTok just went crazy for some reason. It doesn't yeah. happen every time, but like sometimes it just hits the for you page, the TikTok live. And, um, and I like, rem I, there was a moment where I was like, am I scared? Like this, is <laughs> I normally have like 200. Yeah. And, but like a thousand watching me as a potato, I, like, <laughs> I, and then and there's always going to be like weird comments coming mm -hmm. through when there's that many people. So that is very hard to get used to. The weird comments. Yeah. The creepy comments, the hateful comments. Reacting to those live is difficult. And yep. I, I don't know how the full time, especially the girl uh, streamers, deal with that every single day yep. as their main job. And they're showing their full face. Like, it would be hard not yep. to emotionally react to that um that's something that's a skill that is tricky yeah actually uh, something to i i was curious to ask you know your take as a female content creator streaming and you know on youtube and, and tiktok and whatnot what's your experience been like because you know i've, I've had other uh, female streamers on who've been doing it for a while and you know years ago the wild west it was you know it yeah, and they talk about that it's still bad today, which I still don't understand how people don't get it. Why are people so, you know, just plain mean? No, and I think, I like, I have a theory that part of it is just, like, they want this. There's certain people who just want gaming to be their special male space. Yeah. And anytime they see a girl in that space, they feel uncomfortable. They're like, wait, no. This belongs to me, so yeah. I have to say something mean to her to get her to leave, and and then it's just so heartbreaking that there's people like that out there. Um, I try to think to myself like they must have things going on yeah. that are literally nothing to do with me, that they're they have they're having a hard time and they're yeah. taking it out on on this. So I I do like have sympathy for them. Um, it is hard though. Like I had to quit Valorant. I used to play Valorant every oh. day. Um, I loved it. It's a great game. I had a lot of friends yeah. on Valorant. And I was learning the game. And I was, like, really, de like, dedicated to improving. I was really trying. I couldn't keep playing it because every day, like, sometimes I'd be, like, in tears based oh on the Lord. horrible, like, scary things that they were saying. Sometimes it was funny. And sometimes yeah. you could, like, play with it a little bit. And, um, yeah. But, it, yeah, I don't know. And Fortnite's a lot better. Um, at least when you're in the game, I yeah. have had some like really bad people in my random teams, but Fortnite online is, is rough, especially on Twitter. Like yeah. in the, the comp scene. So like, I would consider myself a content creator who has just very recently dipped my toe into the Fortnite comp scene because yeah. there's so many, there's so many like 
female only tournaments or co-ed tournaments and um i started to improve a lot and feel really motivated to practice more and stuff but like the comp fortnite scene does not want to see girlies in really? there like they yes i yeah i oh could share so many stories so i don't want to put anyone on blast yeah <laughs> but yeah there's there's just like a lot of there's a lot of challenges for for girls but at the same time there's a lot of opportunities for us that i really like there's efuse efuse yep. is an amazing organization who puts on this like female only fortnite tournament with a huge prize pool a couple times a year and without those opportunities there wouldn't be that many girls yeah in the scene so that is that is really cool that we have that ah. um yeah i've heard stories of girls who try to play in scrims yeah um so they're like practice versions of fortnite like that are supposed to be like tournaments mm -hmm. and people like find out where they're landing if there will be like one oh. girl in the lobby and like everyone will just land on them so that they can't get any practice oh my lord or, i am so shocked because yeah. i've you know all the all, you know a lot of the female fortnite creators have been on as just like it seemed like a great, but to hear that on the the comp side of it, I mean, that's disappointing. Yeah, it, it yeah it is it is disappointing, and it seems it's very like an undercurrent. Yeah. Um. So like there are definitely so many good things. There's so many opportunities that we have, and I would never take that for granted. Um, but there's always going to be those people who don't want us there. Yeah. Or yeah. and they'll say that like girls could never compete on the same level. Yeah. And it really is true that there's there aren't if you took all the top male gamers, mm -hmm. all the top male Fortnite players, and the top female ones, the top male ones have more skill. Like it's yeah. just, but there's so many reasons behind that. And one of them I mentioned earlier, like I did not play a shooter game until I was in my 20s. I yeah. played Fortnite for the first time, and so many other people are like they're younger when they, they're so young when they start shooter games. Yep. So they build up the skills needed um they also might have more time yeah than uh, uh, than an adult woman mm -hmm. to practice the game they have more support like it took me a long time before i started thinking about taking the game seriously and people people still don't take me very seriously yeah um because i'm not like at the top level of skill yet um and it is it is hard to get to find people yeah. who will like help me learn i you... think a lot of girls yeah. yeah, you. I think you you really are onto something there because I had um Ann F Benji Fishy on. Oh yeah, I love her. And she's so nice. yeah, and she shared the story about her son Benji coming, you know, at thirteen years old, coming in saying, "Hey, mom, I just won ten thousand dollars at Fortnite tournament." But he'd been playing, you know, quick reaction video games at that young age. Whereas, like you said, you're you know you started playing shooter games late 20s their quick reflexes are you know that sort of 13 to 18 year range yeah 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 definitely so. ah. yeah there's something there and yeah it's we're never going to be able to convince everyone of that yeah <laughs> um so it's it's they, i know there's a lot of girls in the scene who kind of feel like what's the point of trying to convince them of these reasons um and i kind of can see that yeah ah. it's just it's tiring it's yeah tiring absolutely all right so to the positive side of things what has yeah. been a positive moment or your highlight since from a go live aspect not so much the youtube creating your videos but going a lot a going live moment that we're like holy crap this just happened i okay well really early on in my when i was streaming to like 50 people maybe like in my first year of streaming mm -hmm. i remember some I mean, I streamed on YouTube, and I remember some big, like, verified YouTube 
YouTubers came, would come into my chat. And at, back then, like, I was just so flabbergasted that, that they found my stream and came in to say hi. <laughs> I just, I, I'll, like, always remember that. And now I can be that person to, to smaller streamers. Awesome. like by popping into their chat with yeah. a check mark and i it's just it is so encouraging to see that just like i love thinking back to those those times everything was easy and simple and like exciting and yeah. cute oh. um i do there's a time right before i did my face reveal because i had hit a hundred thousand on youtube and <laughs> i went live on tiktok to be like just to, i just was playing creative and like biting random people with the potato filter on and, and it was like half an hour before my face reveal and i had two thousand people watching me do that because they knew my face reveal was going to happen and they just they were just like watching my channel oh wow looking, like waiting and i think that's the most people i had and i i just remember again like seeing that number and and thinking like this many people care mm -hmm. they this many people at one time are thinking of me enough to check to see if i was live like that i will never get over anything like that you'll never take that for granted no and and you it's it's mind-blowing that like you said two thousand people like that's a concert in some venues you know that's the amount yeah. of people watching a concert and here's two thousand people like nothing prepares you like you couldn't have thought it's like yeah i'm gonna have two two thousand people watching no. yeah it's definitely wild. not i still i still feel like it was a mistake <laughs> <laughs> was the number wrong i don't yeah i was a potato <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and now, you know, people who are thinking about going live, creating content, what kind of advice would you have for them? Oh, I get asked that a lot. I love that question. Um, and the first thing that you want to say is like, be yourself. I really mean that, like mm -hmm. actually be yourself, because if you start making content and you're not being authentic to yourself, or if you're trying to copy someone else's style or personality or anything, you're going to be so frustrated if it takes off and you have to continue pretending to be someone that you're not. So like truly, truly think about what about you is the best about you. Like, what yeah. do you think that people would like? Like, are you really, really funny? Are, are you nice? Do you have like really funny impressions that you can do respectfully? Like, and try and incorporate those into your content. When kids or teens ask me, what do you even do to make content for your mm -hmm. first time? I always say, go into a game, go in with your friends or go in by yourself into randoms and just record, just like record and be on, like, be like, yeah. have, have everything like exaggerated, like, like not exactly, but like be ready yeah. to be funny and happy and, and whatever you're going to be. And then put that into a video editing software, cut out the boring parts, see what you have left and then see if you can make anything out of that. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way to start. All right. Perfect. Just like, get, find your voice that way. Yeah. Nice. All right. So now time to jump into Fortnite and talk about that. So first of all, I see that you have, I think you, you've titled it That Girl Who Says Everything Wrong About <laughs> Fortnite Skins. <laughs> yes, that's me. So, all right. So where did, you know, that... where? Did you always have a fascination for the Fortnite skins? I guess that's where we start there. Well, okay. When I started playing Fortnite, I was like, this is a free game. Let's go. I love it. I'll never spend any money on it. What a treat. But then, <laughs> but then I realized that everyone 
has a skin and I was a default and I was getting made fun of no. for being a default. And, <laughs> and there, there are people who are pretend defaults. So like to this day, there's probably like a bunch of kids on Fortnite right now who put on the default skin and are acting like defaults because it's such a thing. Like <laughs> oh, to, it's such a like embarrassing thing to be a default. So I ended up buying the bot, the battle pass immediately, which gives you all these skins. Mm -hmm. um, but then I was like, that's it. I'm only buying the battle pass, nothing else ever. And then Starflare came out, which is my main. And I like loved her so much. I was like, okay, I'll buy this. It's $20. That's a lot for a fake digital thing. Yes. But it's not a lot for a game that I play every day. So, um, but yeah, now I don't know how much money I've spent on the skins, <laughs> but it's a lot. <laughs> and now do you have a top group of skins that are just like, you know, you just love them. You know, so you've you throw it on there and every random is like, oh, I... oh, my God. Yes, I have. I've made a lot of videos about these because it Fortnite viewers love skins. They love skins. They just yeah. love hearing about them. They love your opinions. I also have videos about my least favorite skins. Mm -hmm. um, Fortnite introduced this concept of archiving uh, uh, quite a few months ago, maybe a year ago now. And I made a video showing me archiving my least favorite skins which like basically puts them into a trash can that you can't and you don't have to look at them anymore oh, God. <laughs> and that video did so well because people <laughs> I, I was like being very dramatic about mm -hmm. hating these skins and people tease me about the skins i hate every day <laughs> uh, people wear them in my customs and, and haunt me with them <laughs> I see a pattern here of you, like, a, you know, you're that kid with a stick just poking that bear, just, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, but in a nice way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's an element of that in mm -hmm. me, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, what was, you know, so you said your, your boy, you saw your boyfriend or your husband, you know, started, he was the first one to start, you saw starting to play Fortnite, and that's how you found yeah. the game. What is the hook it has on you? Okay, the hook for sure, especially at the beginning, was talking to random people mm -hmm. and working together as a team. Like, the social aspect of the game, I've never found anything like that in any other game. It, the, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. Like, maybe the cartooniness and yeah. the brightness of the game just brings out, like, a happiness and silliness in people. <clears throat> but it... I don't know. A lot of people have mics that I come across, or at least a lot of people turn their mics on when I'm being friendly to uh -huh. them. And um, the funny things that happen, the funny things that you get to experience in Fortnite, like it's such a chaotic game. Mm -hmm. Like anything could happen. There could be a dinosaur that like falls in front of your eyes and like eats you, uh, and you didn't see that coming. Like anything could happen. <laughs> An alien could pick you up in a UFO and drop you in the ocean. Like <laughs> it, yeah. It, okay. The randomness and the social aspects—that's what keeps me. Yeah. And now, now I'm now I can't say that anymore because now I am, like, literally doing training drills every day and like actually <laughs> trying to improve, and that is addicting too. Like, yeah. there is such a high skill ceiling; it's like impossible to reach the top. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's so many aspects to it, and that that makes it more interesting to me than any other shooter game. The, yeah. Because of the building. And the mechanics that you can learn and the strategies with building. You have to think of so many things at one time. Kind of like chess, I yeah. guess, the strategy. You have to think ahead of, to what your opponent is going to do more than, like, more than even Valorant. I right. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, I'd never played Fortnite until they came out with the no bills because just seeing, oh, nice. yeah. seeing people play it is like, I can't, that's, I'm just too old. I can't, you know, and then mm-hmm. no bills came out and it had, it, it brought a lot of people who didn't play the game or people who used to play back. It seemed last year. Yes, what was your totally, take? It was so smart. Oh my God. What was my take? Oh no. I, okay. I, I will say what my take is right now and then I'll tell you what it used to be. Okay. I don't want anyone to be mad at me. <laughs> I think that it, this is my take now. Fortnite is so smart. They're geniuses. I like in introducing no build brought the game to a new level. Mm-hmm. Like it really, re- it, this game wasn't dying at, it's never been dying. Um, but people were saying it was cause people are weird, but yeah. like it really revived the game in the eyes of the community mm-hmm. because it, it brought Ninja back. Ninja was playing Call of Duty right. on stream. He he saw Fortnite and then now he plays Fortnite every day again. You got Ninja. You, yeah. you, I mean, come on. Fortnite <laughs> did it right. Like, like but I all and I also think that the game the zero I play zero build in tournaments. I have a zero build tournament later today, very mm-hmm. soon. Oh actually. wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um so I it's a easier. It's easier yeah. than than builds. Um there's but I do respect the the semi-pro and pro zero build players who I know because there's a lot of different strategy and the movement of the game is very difficult because you can't just throw up a wall or a box around you. Um, So yeah, I have come to respect zero build a lot. um, When it came out, no, I didn't. (laughs) I, 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 I will admit that like, I was not being negative about it online, like publicly. And I wasn't like, trashing it or anything but i was very uh skeptical about whether this was going to be a good thing mm-hmm. um because there's so many zero build games like every game is a zero build game right <laughs> building is what makes fortnite special but zero build is fun you, yeah. you can talk more instead of thinking so hard about like when you're in a fight and it's builds you gotta focus yes 100 or at least I do. But in zero build, you can still be joking around and it d- depends on the situation, I guess. But um, yeah, they also, when they introduced it, they made it so you could only play zero build. Right. They took away build. I was not happy about that mm-hmm. um, because zero build is frustrating. It's so frustrating if you get stuck out in the open. Yeah. When you die in the middle of a field with like three teams shooting at you because you're getting lobbied. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That... <laughs> I there's yeah I was frustrated at the time but I now I'm I'm like a big supporter of yeah. zero build even though I I might I mostly play build but um they're they're really smart they know what they're doing yes at Fortnite there's a lot of research I bet that goes into every single thing they do and I think the Fortnite community needs to respect that a little bit more than yeah. we do because there's a reason why it's it's always on top it's you know they're yeah, doing yeah. things right over there and the other yeah. aspect of I think that they do right is they they bring in the different IPs, whether it's, you know, Star Wars or, you know, that's, that's, I think that's huge for them to get those partnerships. It totally is. And that's a controversial thing in the Fortnite community. Do you know this? No, I didn't. There's okay. This is, it's going to blow your mind. I think this is so wild. There are so many people who are are against the IPs coming to Fortnite. So many, yeah. So many content creators. And maybe I shouldn't say so many people. It's so many Twitter, Twitter users. Yes. (laughs) Like anytime there's announced that there's a new anime collab, and I think 
I could be wrong, but I think there's going to be a new anime collab every season. Like, they're just... Why not? Right. It's probably bringing in so much money. People love it. Their target audience is a lot of people who watch anime. Like, a lot of teenagers and kids all over anime, right? So, And I know people who came back to the game... I know so many people who came back when, um, and this isn't anime, but when Rick and Morty got added, mm-hmm. tons of people re-downloaded Fortnite. Or when um, Goku yeah. came in, so many people were like, oh, I'll try Fortnite now because I can be Goku. It's it's so smart. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge supporter of it. I also like it because I do so much content on the IP skins. Yeah. Um, because that's what the audience is looking for. And there's so much comedy potential there. Yes. Um. So I, I mean, I have nothing but good things to say. I don't know why you would hate it. I think they just think like Fortnite isn't what it used to be. Yeah, but it's pure or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. It's hilarious to see Darth Vader mm-hmm. fighting Goku. Yeah. Or, or in Spider-Man. Well, like. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny you said Darth Vader because you know I remember, you know, when my son who's. 20 something the early 20s he was like i think 13 or 14 and he was coming to me as a dad can i get some v bucks and I'm like i'm rolling my eyes really there's no <laughs> why and then and then you know last year here i am spending v bucks to buy <laughs> you know clone trooper i was like oh yes okay. and he's now, now he's <laughs> 20 you, he's eh? like dad what are you doing i was like i can't help i'm sorry <laughs> i know i have that every time i buy something in fortnite i'm like Okay, this is this is a little much for me. Like I'm an adult, but, but I also like it's it's part of the job. It's a yep. tax write-up. Right there, you go. <laughs> and, and now, when it comes to playing the game, do you play most of the time solo, looking to you know, sort of meet up with randoms, or there is a mm. regular group group of people you you play with sometimes? I I do a mix of both. Mm-hmm. So I will always love random duos, random squads. Because that's what got me into the game. I love talking to random people. I think it's hilarious. I think it's fun getting to know new people genuinely. Uh, but I also do have like my group of friends. I play with my husband sometimes. Yeah. Um, I have some friends who I've met. I there. I have some friends who I met before I started YouTube, who I still play with, um, who are like my real friends. And I mm-hmm. really like, um, like that. And then I have people I've met more recently through comp that I play with a lot. And that when I want to be sweaty, <laughs> I play with them. <laughs> um, and I play with people in my community on a regular basis too. Nice. So yeah, just do a mix. I'm just all over the place. Excellent. And I also love, I love playing with my streamer friends mm-hmm. as well. Um, that's like a totally different thing. Yeah. Cause you, they're, they're live. So yeah. Excellent. You're, you're, yeah. But yeah. One of the questions I had at, was ready to ask you is what's your Fortnite, you know, highlight? And I've got to think it's probably the, you know, getting your own bundle, locker bundle. Yeah, I think it's got to be that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but we we already talked a lot about that, so I yeah. I can see like more recently. I so I mentioned I started to get involved with tournaments. So mm-hmm. for the first like two and a half years of playing Fortnite, I did not care about my skill level. I just cared about being funny and having fun and being nice. And I still care about that more than anything. But I've started to add a new priority, which is competing. Nice. And it is a it was a learning curve the first the first few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um but I started playing I started playing arena with the sweaty people in my community and they taught me a lot. And then I got invited to my first e fuse oh, wow. in uh December. 
of 2022. Mm-hmm. So that's really, I would say like, that was like when I, first, we did, we did bad. <laughs> <laughs> my team, my team love my team, but none of us were comp players at oh, no. all. Um, so we just were like bopping around having fun. Lose your fruits team killed us like 10 times. Oh, no. <laughs> now who's on your team? My team was my good friend, Keep Up Radio, who I did. I just did a podcast with her yesterday. Awesome. Um, I I love her. Um, she Yeah, so she was the captain of the team. And so she asked me, because uh, we're good friends, and then our other friend, Subite, who is actually a Valorant streamer. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so we had a lot of fun, but none of us had, like, had really been, like, prioritizing competing. Yeah. So that, that experience really made me think like wow look at these other girls who are going crazy mm-hmm. their aim is crazy they they know what to do in a tournament their strategy is good i realized there was so much i had to learn um and that comp was like a totally different version of the game so i was like i'm gonna do it in 2023 it's a whole new snail it's <laughs> and so i like started learning and like watching watching videos of comp people and mm-hmm. getting to know comp people and playing with them and, and asking them questions and um i found people who would who would really teach me i have a competitive duo oh, nice. who i play tournaments with now um and he's teaching me a lot um and getting more confident and yeah awesome. that so i so the one of the highlights was i did well in a couple of i've done well in in a couple third-party tournaments yeah. um, that were girls only, and I've earned almost a thousand dollars now. Holy cow, that's cool! Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and then my comp duo and me—we played in. There's there's third-party tournaments that are like set lobbies with a hundred people, and then there's Fortnite tournaments weekly that are anyone at a certain rank yeah. can play. So you just have to get to this rank, and then you can play. Um, so I play those all the time. Excellent. And we placed um, three hundred and nineteenth out of everyone. On North America. Holy cow. And, and so I was the third highest girl on the leaderboard that week. And that, like, that placement for, like, actual comp mm-hmm. people would not be anything to, like, mention. But for me, um, or for any girl, being in the top 500 is, yeah. like, That's something pretty that... Cool is special to yeah. to us so yeah awesome. yeah i can't even believe that i like i feel <laughs> we haven't got that high again but like we did well that one week we did crazy oh so cool and now how would you describe the little like if somebody's coming to your stream for the first time what are they expecting from a little snail stream they would they can expect like chaoticness very um like lots of laughing my chat laughs at me a lot and, and i love that <laughs> A lot of if I'm doing customs, then yeah. it, then it's very chaotic and it's very fun. It's all about meeting the community and mm-hmm. going for the win with my teammates. Um, but if I'm doing like a stream, which I do sometimes, where I just play random duos, they can expect me to try to become best friends with whoever my random duo is. That's the goal of okay. my stream: is to become, find a good random duo, become their best friend. I usually make content out of that. Um, yeah. So and then. And then often, actually, my chat will spam. If the duo is cool, my chat will spam them with friend requests. And then the duo will be like, why am I getting so many friend requests? It, like, what is happening? Am I famous? <laughs> and we just, we like trolling them. We There's a lot of trolling every yeah. stream. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Now, there's one aspect of Fortnite I think it's pretty cool is the creative aspect of it. The, um, and, you know, seeing what other people are making. Have you, you mm-hmm. know, played a lot of different maps from that aspect? And if so, what are some yes. of your favorites? 
Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Um, so I'm actually in an org called Good Gamers that mm -hmm. is a creative-based org. So oh, okay. we, the the team, I'm on the creator side, but there is a map developer side of the org, and they create maps. So oh. like one of the maps that Good Gamers make that I am so obsessed with is called Warfare, and it's actually like Call of Duty maps rebuilt oh, wow. perfectly. Oh, that's so cool. It is so cool. And I know people who've played Call of Duty who play this map in Fortnite and they're like, this is, this is it. <laughs> it's like, has, like they know the hiding spots in the map. Mm -hmm. because the same. Um, but the, the map itself too, it, regardless of the Call of Duty part, is just so addicting. Like yeah. you pick your loadout, the, there's some really interesting mechanics in the game. Um, I played that, I played in a tournament. It was a 2v2 warfare tournament on that map and i literally trained on that map for like 10 hours one week <laughs> it, i had so much fun with it so good but like, there's a lot of great maps yeah there's so many fun ones i was just playing one by squatting dog it's um a water park team deathmatch. so you're like <laughs> okay. it's it's competitive like you are trying to kill the other team it's about getting eliminations but you can also go on the lazy river and go oh down the God. slides and go on a surfboard. So like, I love anything that like incorporates fun, yeah. happy silliness with fighting as Excellent. well. Like it's good. Yeah. Very cool. And actually that was one of the questions I had on my uh, list here was, you know, what is good gamer? So how did you end up getting hooked up with them? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I connected with uh, Dilly, who is the owner of it. And he, so he is really well known in the creative scene mm -hmm. for making Go Goated, which is like one of the world's, like in history of Fortnite, one of the most popular maps. Oh, I don't wow. know if it's the most popular, but it might be. I don't know. It's really, really, it's mm -hmm. really, really up there. Like everyone knows it. It's like a, it's like an end game simulator kind of, but it's really fun. I played a lot. Everyone plays it a lot. Um, so he decided to create this team where he would develop, he would have a developer team and they'd make maps and then there would be creators and we promote the maps and we are active in the community and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what it is. There is actually a map coming out today that I'm so excited about. And um, we had a team meeting last week and I got to see some previews of like the other maps that they're mm -hmm. working on. There are some maps that we have coming out that like I've never seen anything like it oh, in wow. the game yet. I I wish I could talk about them. I'm so excited. <laughs> Excellent. It's gonna be crazy. All right, cool. Uh, now, any plans to go to any Twitch cons or PAXs or anything like that? At the time, no. Mm -hmm. I have. I really was thinking about it. Um, TwitchCon, probably not because I'm not really like into Twitch. Yeah. I'm more. Yeah. Um, but. I was thinking about going in person to the FNCS like world championship oh, wow. in in uh, Denmark this fall. Oh, cool! Um, I w I was invited as a creator to go last year to yeah. the FNCS championship. It, it was in uh, it was in North Carolina, mm -hmm. but I didn't go because I hadn't done a face reveal yet. Oh, okay. And I and I really wish I had like when it was happening and I saw all my friends yeah. posting about it. I was like, I should have been there. What have <laughs> I done? Um. So yeah, I, I'm I am considering going, but I'm but I'm not quite sure because it's yeah. such a such a big trip. Mm -hmm. um, it is. But maybe next year if it's in North America. Nice. It should be in Toronto. They should. That's a good idea because we had it in right? North Carolina. Let's get it yeah. in Toronto. Let let you know the Fortnite World experience what Toronto can deliver. I know. That's or Montreal good. even. Yes, Montreal's yeah. a wonderful yeah. city too. Yeah. Awesome. And I gotta ask so. When you made that decision to go full time, 
what did the parents think? We're like, are you serious? Or did they? <laughs> okay, well, that's that's such a good question. They were very, they are extremely supportive of me. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, they had some time to wrap their minds around me being a content creator because I told them right away. Oh, okay. And it, it was like, it was two years after I started that I quit yeah. my job. So, and I probably could have quit earlier because they, so, yeah. But, they were super supportive. I, I remember the first time, though, I told my parents, like, I think that I eventually will quit my job for this. And mm-hmm. it was probably one and a half years in. They were like, are you sure? Because, <laughs> like, you have a great job and you went to school for it. And, yeah. like, we're really proud of you for having that job. <laughs> but now they, like, they watch all my videos. They might even listen to this podcast. So, hi. <laughs> and, and they, yeah, like, every once in a while, my mom will be like, oh, I saw I hang out with my mom once a week mm-hmm. and uh, she'll be like, oh, I saw your video where you were like talking to this guy about this. And I, I was like, think thought it was so funny. And I'm like, oh my God, thanks mom. Oh, excellent. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're really supportive. Excellent. And that's, you know, honestly, that's a big part of the successful creators that I have had, had that I've had on the, you know, having those good support mechanisms around them, whether it's, you know, their spouses, their boyfriends, girlfriends, parents that's it's it's a key Mm -hmm. thing to being able to you know it's just like okay you've got somebody there supporting you and helping you and if if you fall down they're there oh my gosh yeah we should all be so grateful for the people in our lives like that like my husband it supports me every single day Mm -hmm. like there was a time when i i love him so much like he's like literally the best but there was a time when i was working my full-time job and doing this and mm-hmm. i felt like i was working like three full-time jobs and he was like i'm gonna learn how to edit videos Aww. i'm gonna help you and he he did help me with a few videos like he i didn't i now can edit all my videos because i'm full-time but he did like he really did learn and help me when i was like really really overwhelmed and nice i don't think a lot of people would do that it was yeah oh, that's he's very cool. supportive yeah. And, you know, I think one advantage of being a Canadian content creator is the whole healthcare aspect of things. Because if you're one here down in the States, you you know, that's that's one big heavy thing that's going to weigh on you. Unless you're married and you yeah. have somebody to carry your benefits. At least back home, you have that, you know, that's there yeah. for you. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I can't. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this, that would be a much, a much more difficult decision if I was American. Yeah. Let's yeah. go Canada. Yeah, because people <laughs> I don't think a lot of people realize when you're a content creator, you know, you don't have sick pay. You don't have vacation um, yeah. as a, you know, I guess the one advantage from a, you know, creating the, the content versus live is you don't have to be on. You could you know work your butt off for a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. take a three day vacation and your numbers yeah. aren't going to hit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, my husband and I went on we went on a vacation for a week. And I just worked extra hard mm-hmm. before, right before the vacation and created double the video so that every day on vacation I was still posting and no one knew that I wasn't there. Exactly, yeah. I just had to cancel one stream. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So now you're stepping away for the day from creating content. What's going on away from the computer? What are some of the things you like to do? Oh my gosh, I'm going to be hanging out with my dog. I, we're going on a cute little Canadian hike. Nice. <laughs> That's definitely like one of the main things that I do. Um, I also love like 
going to Canada's Wonderland, like doing like oh those my kind of, god, like, Canada's Wonderland. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what yes. what was your favorite roller coaster? Oh, this was it was the old one, the Canadian Mindbuster, way back, what? or Dragonfire, which was the one oh, that went yeah, upside yeah, yeah. down a couple times. I love and, that one. Oh. Mindbuster gives me bruises every time. Like you're just shaking your. It's a wooden roller coaster. If anyone yeah. doesn't know, so you're just like rattling around. Like I don't know. Oh, it shoot. is. It's a scary one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And you said so you also like to read. What are some of your favorite books or any book recommendations? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I do. I love to read. I used to read at least a novel a week. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm so focused on on content that it's not quite that much, but. Um, my favorite book is 15 Dogs. This is a book for um, for adults. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is by Andre Alexis. It's a Canadian book. actually won a huge Canadian prize. And it's just about, it's literally about dogs. It, it sounds so weird. But like if you love dogs, it's a little bit philosophical. Um, it's a wonderful book. It's oh, a really cool. short read too. Yeah. Awesome. But if, if any um, younger, like teens or kids were listening, I would, I love this series by Kenneth Oppel called Bloom. Um, and it's this like post-apocalyptic like book about plants being the end. Like there's these like alien plants that start taking over the world. Oh, it's like a very intriguing concept, a very exciting, uh, easy to read book. It's so good. All right. Now, would you say it's like a targeted for like maybe 13 year olds? Yeah, it's wow. exact. That's exact. Yeah. Yeah. All 13 right. and up. Probably. I'm going to get yeah. it for my daughter. Good, good you suggestion. Should, yeah. yeah. And absolutely. he's Canadian. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, little snails, thank you so much for doing this. It was awesome to meet you. But before you go, I need you to call out somebody in your circle who you think would have a good story to come on the podcast and share. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, there's so many. I feel like you've had a lot of them. I've had some on and oh, they've all oh been my awesome. Gosh. Well, I think you should have squatting dog on. All because right. Because you have to... <laughs> Because you have so much in common with him being a podcast. There we go. Awesome. All right, squatting dog, little snail called you out. So I may need you to get a twist his arm, but we'll get him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this and best of luck to you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so nice. Uh, of course, you're nice. You're Canadian. <laughs> it was uh, really lovely talking to you.